Hi, it's Robin Sharma, and welcome to Daily Mastery. This is my short-form podcast where I'll walk you through the insights, methodologies, and tactics that I've shared with many of the world's most successful people as their mentor, including celebrity billionaires, NBA superstars, world-class artists, and global humanitarians. I hope you find great value in today's episode. An addiction to distraction is the death of your creative production. There is research coming out now saying that the average person checks their phone 200 to 500 times every single day. Your phone is costing you your fortune. If you look at the great geniuses of the world, the Shakespeare's and the Basquiat's and the Beethoven's, and the great chefs and the great titans of industry and the great humanitarians, all great thinkers have one thing in common. They spent long periods of time away from diversions, distractions, trivial interruptions. So you can be like the majority, being busy being busy, Or you can be a history maker and a legendary producer and not being on your phone, not playing with technology every second, not being addicted to that white screen. You don't get to do both. So if you really want to multiply your creativity and if you really want to accelerate your productivity, this episode will be incredibly valuable for you. And I'm going to get right into the first habit that will help you beat digital distraction. And that's no phone conversations. Well, as I travel across the planet, I go into restaurants, I see entire families sitting around a table. No one is talking. Everyone is on their phones or on their tablets. I was in a European country recently and I saw a husband and wife sitting at a table with a probably a five-year-old child. The five-year-old child had these noise-canceling, huge, massive earphones that were bigger than his own head, and I'm joking, but huge earphones to block out the noise. And a tablet had been set up in front of him and he was playing with video games and he didn't say a word to his parents. And over the two hour meal while I was at the restaurant with my loved ones, having deep conversations of laughter and sharing and, you know, I'm not judging, I'm just reporting, the parents didn't say a word to their child. I see so many times in business meetings, someone in the middle of a meeting, they will pull out their phone and start checking their social media feed or start checking emails. And what I suggest, I just, this is just my opinion, but you know, that's disrespectful. The greatest gift you can give your child or your spouse or your client or your coworker is the gift of the fullness of your attention. When you focus your presence, and your energy, and your attention on another human being. You make that person bigger. You validate that person. One of the greatest gifts you can give another human being is the gift of pristine listening. And if you're checking your phone, well then again, you're taking your attention and you're leaving attention residue on your phone, which means you have less attention for the conversation. And if you have less attention for the conversation, then you're not really listening to that person. And if you're not really listening to that person, the deep place within them knows it, and they're gonna trust you less. And you're gonna miss data that would allow you to serve your client or build the teammate or dominate your domain. 
So no phone conversations professionally and personally. Just turn off your phone, turn off your device before the meeting and go all old school and have a real conversation. The best leaders are curious. You don't get that if you're worried about your incoming digital messages. The second excellent habit that will allow you to beat digital distraction, construct your own Menlo Park. So, you know, I'm a big fan of Thomas Edison. He's one of the greatest, if not, you know, arguably the greatest inventor in the history of humanity. I mean, over a thousand patents to his name came up with amazing, amazing things. How did he do it? Isolation. You can be out in the world. You can be a history maker and a productive legend. You don't get to do both. One thing all great geniuses do is they spend a lot of time in solitude. Solitude has a bad reputation in our society right now. We think if we're not with the cool crowd, if we're not checking our devices, if we're not posting selfies or other images, we are losing out. We have all these fears and here's what really happens. As you start to play with your phone, as you start to get hooked on likes, as you start to spend most of your best hours of your greatest days posting, checking, playing with apps, getting hooked, you actually become addicted. We all know about technological addiction. And it's literally a dopamine. Dopamine is the inspirational neurotransmitter. And every single time you check for a like, there's a shot of dopamine. And it becomes this addiction. Every single time you check for a life, the hook grows stronger. Every single time you pick up your phone, you build the neural pathway to check it even more often. Every single time you see that if someone's liking you and is your following growing, you tap into that reward system that every human brain has. Because when we were tribal, thousands of years ago on the savanna, we wanted to be liked by the people in our tribe. We wanted to follow the herd. And if we weren't being followed by the herd, we would stray from the herd and get eaten by saber-toothed tigers. We would starve or we would be captured by warring tribes. And now here it is in modern society, but we still have that neurobiological instinct. It's a part of who we are to check for likes. So we fit into the crowd. Well, the true nature of a leader is you're not a follower. And so you absolutely have to do the inner work required to break that hook of being liked. I mean, that's what leadership is all about. That's what being a great artist is all about. That's what dominating your domain is all about. That's what changing the world is all about. It's about saying, here's who I am. I have my own mission, my own vision, and I'm going to break free from the crowd. So back to this point about Edison. Edison had constructed his studio, like every artist has a studio, and he called it Menlo Park. And this was his laboratory, his lab, at the top of this hill where he and his small team would go to, and they would spend weeks there. They would actually spend week after week alone. There were no distractions. No one was allowed up there. They had no diversions. Sometimes they would work around the clock, and guess what? because they had isolated themselves, because they had found this ecosystem, this environment that was inspirational and isolated, their brains could go into the state of transient hypofrontality, which you have, that you have that capability, it's part of every human brain, 
and they could access the deeper insights that do not get to you when you're thinking all day long. Powerful brain tattoo that says, your instinct is more valuable than even your intellect. The great apps, the great businesses, the great pieces of art, the great symphonies, the great movements that have transformed humanity did not come from the neocortex. And thinking, thinking, being reasonable, the great pieces of progress that have shaped our civilization came from that deeper place beyond the neocortex, which is the seed of human genius, when people followed their instinct. George Bernard Shaw said, the reasonable man adapts himself to the world. The unreasonable one persists in adapting the world to himself. Therefore, all progress depends on the unreasonable man. If you are stuck in your reason, your neocortex, then you're just repeating what the world says is possible. I want you to be a possibilitarian. And I want you to start playing around what the world says is impossible. And that comes by finding your Menlo Park. That could be a spare bedroom in your apartment. It could be working in a library for two hours a week. It could be renting another apartment in your city where you go just to get away from the world. And then you have these glass walls that you write on. It could be traveling more. There is emerging science coming out that says there is a huge link between traveling and amplified creativity. I've written my best books. I've done my best videos. I've got my best frameworks, my best insights when I'm out on the road. And I go into a hotel room and I order flowers. I go to a local flower shop and I bring in flowers because flowers are one of the secrets of advanced minds. Because as you put more beauty in your Menlo Park, you feel more inspired. When you get away from the intellect and you get more into your instinct and in your hotel room. One thing I do is I bring dry erase markers and I start doing models and goals and insights all over the windows. And I literally make those hotel rooms in beautiful cities. It could be Prague. It could be Milan. It could be Tokyo. It could be Perth, Australia. It could be, uh, you know, Agra, India. It could be New York City or Los Angeles. And you're here in this hotel room, which is your Menlo Park, and you're spending a day there alone, and you get your phone on Do Not Disturb, and you maybe don't eat for a few hours, and you allow your natural capability of your brain to offer you these insights that you then take and go out there and use to really lead your field and change the world. I hope you received excellent value in today's episode of Daily Mastery. If you'd like to go deeper, head over to robinsharma.com where you can download the World Changers Manifesto, my free ebook. You'll also get full access to the Everyday Hero Training Formula, a truly world-class video-based learning program that will help you upgrade your productivity, your impact, and the quality of your life. I wish you an amazing day.